Hi, I'm Trace. And I'm Lace. Welcome to our podcast, Trace and Lace. We're just a couple of moms who are happy to be here <laughs> on a new adventure. We were got sick of heatedly sending information back and forth between each other, and we decided that we wanted to use our voices to make a change and spread awareness about different things that are going on in the world today. So I love that. And I think it's so important to say, Trace, that we talked about this like for years. We used to joke like, we should have a Trace and Lace show. And the funny thing is, I don't think we feel prepared right now like at all. <laughs> but Or qualified. Honestly, I think the things that make you grow the most in life are typically the things that make you the most uncomfortable. So we're real excited to be here. Welcome to our first episode. And okay, Trace, I want you to actually fire up with what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, so um, Lace and I are super excited to talk about what we're going to start our podcast off. We decided to kind of pick a subject that we are both super passionate about and that it is kind of um, very near and dear to our hearts and since also July 30th is um, Human Trafficking Awareness Day we decided that we wanted to kind of start our podcast off with human trafficking. Yeah and I love that you um, said it's something we've been passionate about for a long time it's kind of something that brought us together as friends and we've just worked together the last four years raising money volunteering um, and actually, for those who don't know, it's sex trafficking and human trafficking in general is actually a $150 billion industry, which is insane when you think about the money. Yes. Um, I think a lot of people in the world today are familiar with human trafficking. I think, you know, I think even when we got into it four years ago, it was kind of like people, I remember telling people and people being like, what are you talking about? Like, you're doing what? And then it was starting to raise awareness. You know, nurses were getting trained how to spot things and stuff like that. But I still think there's just so many people that don't even really know what's going on, which to me sounds crazy, but I just think that's the reality. And especially here, I think that we're, as Americans, we're really good at thinking like, you know, it happens elsewhere. Yeah. It doesn't happen here. It yeah. doesn't happen in Arizona. Arizona's not a hot spot, you know? Yeah. But then you read the data, and it's shocking. Yes. Um, I think if you're not familiar with human trafficking, you know, after our podcast or whatever, I think a great place to start and to really educate yourself is to go check out OUR, and it stands for Operation Underground Railroad. And it is a nonprofit organization that has been started by a man named Tim Ballard. And he has such an amazing story, and I highly encourage you to go check out their Instagram page, their face or their website mm -hmm. and really read over all of their stuff and really get educated. And you know, for me, I was thinking about this this morning, like what got me interested in human trafficking? Like what was the one thing that really caught my attention? And it was actually when I was listening to a podcast and it was when Tim Ballard did one of his very first interviews and he was being interviewed by two guys. And I don't even remember the name of the podcast now. It's been so long, but he talked about how he had just left the special ops, like he was no longer employed by government. He was going to start this, his own organization. And he, he tells a story that's so, like it just stuck with me about how he goes in and he says, you know, I have to dress up and pretend to be the most evil of person because I go in and I pretend to buy these kids. I pretend like I'm basically shopping what kid I want for sex. And that's awful 
right? And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like how evil, how evil can people be? And he even addresses this. He said, you know, I sat across the table talking to the most evil of people. And he said, so I've seen the dark. But he said also through that time, he's like, I've never had such a spiritual experience as when I'm rescuing the kids. Because he said, you better believe that those kids are being protected by something higher. Yes. And I, I love that. Like, it still gives me chills thinking about that. Um, also, I just, side note, we wanted to say after each podcast episode that we do, we are going to do like a highlight series yeah. that kind of recaps um, what we talked about in our podcast and so, um, or YouTube video or YouTube video. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want, um, we're going to, we have linked, if you want to go check out our first highlight, it'll be called like the intro to human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And there we will have linked, um, the podcast that Lacey's talking about. Good. We'll have a, a link for the under operation underground railroad and kind of a lot of our, um, the data that we research and different resources that we fill over whether it's human trafficking or future subjects um, that are good places to kind of start, go fact check and um, kind of educate yourself. Love that. Love that. Do you want to share our experience about the shelter? Yes. So um, like Lacey said, four years ago when we became friends and not only were we talking about doing a podcast, we were also, that was when like we kind of, one of the things we instantly bonded over was our passion for human trafficking. And so we instantly like met and we knew like she's a doer, I'm a doer and like we're dreamers and we knew that like we had to get together to start to getting involved and to like spreading awareness and making a change. So we actually um, got involved here locally in Arizona mm-hmm. and we did it for um, a nonprofit organization up in Phoenix and we raised over $3,500 in a week for yeah. a shelter. And that was like one of the most cool experiences, not only for us, but like to see everyone around us, like trust us and our vision and come together to like support something. Yes. And it, it started just so small. It yeah. was so simple. Like we were like, if we could get a couple hundred dollars, yeah. like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that. And you know, I was thinking about that experience and what I loved was going and being able to meet some of the girls in the shelter. I think that's when it became so real to me. Yeah. Um, and I know Tracy had gone there, I think, a couple times before me. And this was my first time. And I remember, I mean, there's all different types of girls there. But one really stuck out to me. And she was this little girl. Like, she seemed so little. She, we found out later she was 11 years old. Um, but she just seemed so small. And we both had babies at the time. So we had our babies. And this little girl just wanted to hold our babies. Like, she just, the whole time, she just wanted to hold a baby. And it reminded me like, oh my goodness, this little child is a child. Like she, um, it reminded me of like this little girl that just wanted to play. And um, here she was so innocent. And we found out later that it was actually her parents um, who were selling her for sex off Craigslist in the Phoenix area. And it was horrific. It was, and it reminded, well, funny side note, it was funny that when we like kind of got our notes together, you brought up the fact that she was like obsessed with the babies because I had put in my notes, but then deleted because I was like, oh, we don't need to share that. But it was about how my, one of my biggest memories is how obsessed she was with Luella because Luella was so young at the time. And that like has always stuck with me and how like she just was like, like something we take, like they were just, she was like. You know, yeah. wanted to be around the babies. and Almost um, like how normal and sweet and innocent she was. And she had no idea, like, 
I, well, I a normal life even fathom. was. Yeah. yeah. And like the things that she'd already been through at, eight, at 11 years at old. 11 years you old. You know? And it reminded me also reading and reminiscing over the story of um, Underground Railroad's most recent post about the six month old. Um, and I just think that that's, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how to like recognize trafficking in a little bit. But, um, you know, it's just not, it's just crazy when you think of being a parent and like what people can do. I love that you brought that up because I think for many of us, myself included, before I started getting into this, I used to kind of have an image of maybe what the typical girl would be like um, that was trafficked, which is awful, but we have like a maybe a stereotype or um, we put an age of the type of girl or the age range. And what Tracy's referring to is yesterday, um, OUR released that there was a child um, that they just had saved that was six months old when she was first advertised on Craigslist to be raped. And her middle-class family actually had a film studio set up in their basement. And so basically they would discreetly advertise that any buyer could come and they could come to their home and they would they'd sexually abuse her. And then the family would film it and then they would sell that video online for more money. And they said that they loved it because it was a two-way income, a two-part income. Oh. And I just, I just like, I don't know, we both have young kids and have had young kids. And I think we even think if you even don't have young kids, you have brothers, sisters, whatever. And it just, it's so hard to even fathom. And it's, as you know, people always are like, I I just can't even think about it. I can't even think about it. And while I hate thinking about it, like how hard it is for me to talk about it is not even near close as how hard it is for these children who are going through it that are the ones that are experiencing it and they don't have a voice and no one can add they can't advocate for themselves they can't you know tell people their story so they rely on people like us who are willing to put themselves out there and do the hard stuff of talking about it and educating about it because i mean we've balled together numerous times over just the unfathomable things that are happening yeah. to these kids and so anyways i will move just to kind of move on we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute but we just okay. along the way of educating ourselves mm-hmm. um we've been like mind blown over the years like we, we i remember in the beginning we were like texting each other and be like did you see these numbers like this has got to be a typo this right? Be right this has like, got to true. be a typo yeah and yeah. like it was like i mean i just get goosebumps when i talk about it but um we just wanted to kind of share some stats and statistics with you guys to really give you an understanding of, you know, especially right now in the midst of COVID, COVID. which we can talk about later, the numbers compared to that. But yeah, like yeah. the numbers, like it's just unfathomable. It's just the hard numbers to comprehend. No. And that's so, okay. So we're just going to kind of read some stats off that I think you guys will find interesting. And I think that are really good for people to share when you're talking about this with others. Um, so America is the highest producer and consumer of child pornography in the world. Um, So obviously this means there's a high demand. And when there's a high demand for something, there will naturally be criminals who figure out how to make a business out of it. And that's essentially what has happened. And people often compare this with like, let's say drugs, for example. Well, the difference is you sell drugs one time for a lump sum of money where a person, as awful as this sounds, a person can be sold thousands of times to different people. and drugs take money to be manufactured. Kids don't. Yeah, they're, they're it's, stolen. It's literally like a zero startup cost, but you can profit 
hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars off of them. Yeah, it's it's still like hard to even say that that happens, but it, it happens all the time. Um, so, you know, obviously it can affect anyone, male and female, but 98% of victims are female. Um, this stat is mind blowing to me. And I feel like it should be on the front page news headline every day. Um, 800,000 children go missing every year. Um, sporting events and vacation destination cities are always a hot spot for traffickers. We both live around the Phoenix area and hence why we got into this because we started to see a huge problem. Um, do you want to kind of talk briefly about Super Bowl? Um, yeah, I think we'll eventually, I feel like this is such something that, again, that people don't really know. So we haven't decided if we'll do a separate podcast that's like really more in depth about it. Yeah. But um, basically, it's just the hottest sex trafficking magnet in the world. It's one of the biggest things in America that gathers such a large group of people at once and from all over the country and all over the world that like you know come to one area at once and of course making money off of super bowl isn't enough so they have found a way to not only can you come and enjoy football but you can come and enjoy other pleasures as well and they have a complete i mean a, a complete a whole nother business underneath the Super Bowl, you know, in my mind, I picture it like underneath the arena, the Super Bowl is going on and they've like got this secret underground dungeon underground. underground, you know, but that that is going on. And, and I just, I remember when I learned that and I was like, we are never watching yeah. freaking football in our house again. But yeah. like, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. But yeah, there's so much that I think can be unlayered with the Super Bowl. So we'll tackle that one another time. time or we like, you know, like I said, this is just our research and our stuff so we always encourage you guys to like do do your own but yeah look into it because it's very insightful when you start looking um so one in five children will be sexually solicited before they turn 18 in the u.s one in five one in five like let's look one in five i I mean i have more than five children so like that's yeah you know what i mean actually a really good way to look at it like i have more than five children so that means like that's just crazy to me insane um, so a trafficker can typically make 150000 to $200,000 a year off one child. Um, most traffickers have between four to six children at one time that they're rotating and keeping regular, if you will, to exploit. I mean, and which, okay, so we think four to six, but then like you hear about these stories like with Tim Ballard, where they go and bust a ring with like, where they saved 50 children yeah. at one time. And you're like... Let's do the math on this. Like, yeah, the it's money. insanity. It's mm-hmm. insanity. Um, and we kind of talked about age, but just keep in mind, it ages from anywhere from an infant to anyone. Yeah. You know, infant and above, Infant sadly. and above. And I, um, there's a really hard video. We keep I debate on whether or not to link it or not, but... Blake Lively one time gave um, an interview, and I don't know if it was an interview, but she did. A, she talked about something, but, I mean, she talked about her interview with a cop and of what they told her about like you know the age and she talks about how it's as young as like umbilical cord still attached up to age even older and it and I I mean it's a hard video to watch yeah yeah um but I remember I sobbed the whole way through it and I haven't decided if I should link it or not but I you know if it's just really it was an eye I remember that was one of the most eye-opening eye-opening 
of what was really going on. Like that, it, like you said, it wasn't just like girls that like were like running away from home yeah. and like you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyways, continue on. Um, let's see. So those are kind of the stats that we want to leave you with. Now I want Tracy is going to talk a little bit about how we can recognize and hopefully put a stop before children are trafficked. Yes. Okay. So, um, again, another podcast we're going to do, but like the Wayfair thing, like, you know, people recognizing that when things don't add up and Lacey and I had talked and I was like, well, you know, everywhere I go, I'm always like, when I see like a little girl, like with her dad or her grandpa or something, I'm always like, is she being trafficked? Does that little girl look happy? Does she look like, is there signs? Am I missing a sign? Like I like shadows, like you need to calm down. I'm like at a restaurant and I'm like, that dad's taking that little girl to the bathroom. Do you think Tracy's it's really your dad? Overboard. <laughs> like I like, it's like I, you know, it's just crazy. But if you're a dad, don't come close. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, but we talk about how it's important to like recognize signs. I mean, not only do you need to be educated on what's going on, but like to be able to recognize like signs of what's what it looks like of child that could be being trafficked. And yeah. I think, like I said, a lot of times we used to think that it's like you know young girls that went to Arizona Mills Mall when their mom let them, and then they were like thrown in a van as they were drugged and they were taken. You know what the I mean? Hollywood. Yes. Yes. Very. And Hollywood. while I think that does happen. And the movie Taken, I think, is not unrealistic. Um, but I think one of the biggest things in today's society is social media. Yes. And while social media also is a way for predators, but I think it's also a way for, like, it's a great way to get information out there, but it's also a great way for fake news to get spread. And so we kind of want, that's what we wanted to go over about, you know, and signs know to look for. I've heard you talk about before Romeo pimps. So. Share yes. with us. Yes. What is a Romeo pimp? Okay, so most often, there's so many books that I've read about like where this happens, whether it's a boyfriend or a you know a spouse or someone who's posing a Romeo pimp, and they these people who come and pretend um, to be a really good friend or a spouse or a significant other or a boyfriend um, to these girls, and they these these predators are very well like. They know how to They get. know what they're looking for. And they find girls who are vulnerable. Um, they find the broken, the heat, you know what I mean? The ones that are already um, in maybe a dark maybe or low place. Maybe looking for some extra love. Love, yes. And they know how to find these girls and that are easy to assault and easy to persuade. And one thing that I think that I read is that it's not only, it's children of all ages in our foster care system. And we watched a video recently about our foster care system when all these children are, I mean, again, another podcast that we can entirely go into. We're showing you where we're headed. Where kids are mysteriously going missing. And I encourage you to look into this because they have, I mean, things are not adding up. But the foster care system is the easiest way for these Romeo pimps to build relationships and force their way into these these girls' lives, give them someone to trust, and then they kidnap them and threaten them and or threaten their families and and things like that. And you know, I think this needs to be said lots of times, it's all through a phone, right? It happens through social media. Whether that's as we know, Instagram, um, TikTok is huge, yep. terrible. Um <laughs> There's so many, even games now, there's certain games oh, yeah, that they've learned. Oh, yeah, online gaming. Um, so it's just, 
we need to be more aware, I think, as parents especially. Um, so we're going to kind of dive into another episode here in a moment that talks about COVID and how COVID has really um, changed the way that these poor kids have had to learn to communicate because it has really escalated um, due to basically everything being closed. But anyway, so we hope we kind of gave you guys a little bit of insight, a little bit of introduction to something that we, like I said, are very passionate about. And yeah, tune in with us for more to come. Yes. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>